Hi, everyone. This is Tech in the City from MediaWorks Studio Network. I'm Yvonne Pilon, your host. You may know me as the girl who regularly talks about debunking the word tech and someone who can't wait for the day that tech is not synonymous with sitting in a cubicle and coding all day and a sea of men. For all the latest local tech news, make sure to follow the Tech in the City hashtag on all social media platforms or sign up for the WeTech monthly Tech It Out newsletter. Today in studio, I am joined by Noah Campbell. He is the lead of the Developers Student Club at the University of Windsor. He is a Communitech campus ambassador. He is a board student advisor for the WeTech Alliance Group. And he's also or was also the chair of the Canadian Undergraduate Computer Science Conference that happened this past summer and is also a BlackBerry ambassador. And also in studio is Aislin Laurent, which I'm hoping I'm saying that right. <laughs> She is a biochem computer science double major, working on computational chemistry, quantum computing, and software development. And last but not least, we have Nisette Scott, a grade 12 student from St. Joe's High School. She is also our co-op student at WeTech, and she is a harpist. And now I can say I know a harpist. So welcome, everyone, to Tech in the City. Woo. Yes, you, know, you, know, you now can get excited. So quiet in that intro. So I want to start by just giving you a second. I read your bios, but to give you just a quick moment to tell everyone, our listeners, who you are. Okay, I'll start. Um, as Yvonne said, Noah Campbell from the School of Computer Science at the University of Windsor, um, where I really work to do a lot of partnerships with some really great companies like BlackBerry, um, Google Developers through the Developer Student Clubs program, WeTech Alliance and a bunch of other really great, exciting companies, both locally and globally, to create uh, impactful opportunities for our students. Next, Aislinn. Uh, yeah, I'm Aislinn. I'm a double major in biochemistry and computer science. I do a bunch of research and a bunch of different extracurriculars. In particular, um, like Yvonne said, I'm working uh, doing simulations for Dr. Gauld. Um, it's like a computational chemistry lab, pretty cool stuff. And I'm working on a quantum computing project uh, for my capstone project in computer science. Um, I'm also on internship. I'm develop, developing some analytical software. Um, and then I also just do a bunch of other stuff. She's a living legend, everyone. <laughs> living legend. Booked and busy. Yeah. Set, tell us more about yourself. So um, I am a grade 12 student at St. Joseph High School. Um, I really like math um, and the sciences. I'm thinking about going into computer science uh, next year. And also I'm a harpist. Which is awesome. And just to give a background of why, and in fact, no one knows the theme yet, but um, when Nisette came to WeTech, one of her interests was learning more about STEM computer mm -hmm. science, which really sparked why we're here today is debunking this computer science notion and also giving more insight to what it is. Um, because it's a program we hear is, oh, push, you know, we need to get more, more of our youth into STEM-related um, programs. But I still think a lot of people don't even know what computer science is and what the capabilities are when it mm -hmm. comes to career. So before we get started, um, Aislinn and Noah, can you just talk about, you know, how did you get to where you are in choosing computer science as a career path? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll start. Um, computer science really, it interests me because I had done a lot of work with computers ever since I was very little. Um, and it was, I don't know really how it started because my parents, not computer literate at all. Um, Hopefully they're not listening. Well, they, <laughs> they probably don't know how, but, <laughs> but I'm sure they'll figure it out. Um, but so it really started out as just something that interested me. Um, as we started it being, you know, in high school, you're started to pressure to kind of make some decisions on what you want to do. 
it turned into either business or computer science. Maybe I wanted to go be a teacher. Um, so we started with computer science because that's where I saw a lot of opportunities and that's where a lot of interests aligned. Um, we had some recruiters come to the high school and I'm like, yeah, I can see myself doing this. So I threw in the application to go do it. And uh, here we are now. It's been a it's been a great time ever since. I'm in my fourth year now. Right. So coming to I, an end, coming to an end. Yeah, I've got two more semesters because I just wrapped up two really awesome co-op terms at Blackberry in Waterloo. So that was really exciting too. like being a University of Windsor student. And, you know, I'm, I live in Amherstburg. So being able to still stay at home during school, you know, have mom and dad cook a couple meals, do some do some laundry while I go through school and then moving to Waterloo for almost a year to work in an actual environment that is related to my field, training 16 of the 20 G20 governments in cybersecurity software while being a student is super cool, Amazing. I think. so. And yeah. Aislin, what's your story? My story is really complicated, so I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> the Cliff Notes, wonderful. Yeah. I uh, graduated high school in 2007 because I'm an old lady. Um, <laughs> and uh, don't let my dad hear you say that, but uh, yeah, graduated in 2007 and uh, attempted to go to university right away. It turned out to not be the right decision for me, so I left and uh, came back in 2015. Originally, my focus was always very much on natural sciences, so I was really committed to biology. Um, I'm really interested in how biological systems work and how biological machines work. Um, but I, I decided that that didn't sound employable enough to me because at that point I was really concerned about what job I was going to get when I graduated. Um, so I started in general science, took some of the science courses, decided that I thought chemistry was a better career path for me. And then part of the way through chemistry, I had a conversation with uh, my now fiance and uh, my uh, stepmom about what my career path looked like there. And I was talking a lot about tech, right? And they were like, okay, so do you want to work in a web wet lab? Is that what you're looking for? And I was like, well, not really. Um, so I sort of realized that what I wanted to do was more application of computer science and mm -hmm. tech in natural sciences. And so that's when I switched over to my double major. Um, and it's through that that I've been able to do basically exactly what I wanted, um, you know, doing research in computational chemistry and developing software for use, you know, in wet labs and with, you know, in conjunction with natural sciences has been really excellent. And I'm watching Nisa's face as you're, as she's listening to you. And it's really exciting because I think a lot of times, again, back to why we're here to try to debunk this is we don't know what, what exactly you're going to do mm -hmm. in this program. So Nisa, can you share kind of your, maybe before even coming into the WeTech portfolio and meeting Aislinn and Noah, because I know you've been working with them on what you thought computer science was and maybe kind of what you think it is today. So before starting uh, my co-op experience at WeTech Alliance, I thought computer science was just programming in HTML. So I wasn't I wasn't um, exactly sure that there was more languages. Um, so when I was younger, I attended a camp, um, a summer camp at the University of Windsor Web Design, and I learned the basics of programming um, a website in HTML. So that's why I thought <laughs> the only coding language was HTML. Um, so with that little exposure, I wasn't sure. Um, that's what I thought computer science was. Mm -hmm. That was it. Um, but now since um, I've gone to many events with you, Yvonne, um, I have learned that there's more coding languages uh, than HTML. Um, there's so much more. Um, and that in everything that we do, there is computer science behind it. Mm -hmm. Behind it. So, for example, um, if I'm thinking about my phone, there's so much behind it that uh, computer scientists do, um, like programming. Um, and I'm not even thinking about all the million apps that can be mm -hmm. downloaded to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And it's so important. And, I, and you're going to hear me likely over the next forever talk about experiential learning mm. and that it's so hard. This isn't something necessarily you're going to read in a textbook. It's actually we going out. And, yeah. and part of Nisette's role here as a co-op student is really just to immerse herself in a lot of opportunities that you both, Aislinn and Noah, have provided her mm -hmm. industry you know, things like Tech Week and just all the other amazing people around us. So tell me more um, about the computer science department at the University of Windsor. And this will give a shout out to uh, Dr. Copti, who is mm -hmm. the dean of computer science, and then um, Dr. Chris Hauser, who's the dean of science. So let's tell me more about the University of Windsor in terms of just numbers, alumni, um, enrollment, just to give people an understanding. And, and we know, actually, in fact, just recently we had a, a report come out about the tech talent in Canada. In fact, there's a lot of growth happening. And this is ranked one of, um, according to this report, CBRE, one of the top uh, tech institutions, I believe. So yeah. tell me some more about the computer science department. Yeah. Um, School of Computer Science, really great and growing department. Um, we've got dedicated everybody, right? Dedicated support staff that really like huge shout out. Melissa Robinette, if you're listening, program oh, yeah. she secretary, will be. She all will of be. our program My secretaries. Mom, yeah. Like <laughs> Melissa, Margaret, Tina, Christine, Gloria. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they keep the department running Absolutely. Um, and really dedicated instructors. I'm thinking of Puya. I'm thinking of Dr. Sharif Saad, Dr. Arianita Jekyll, like really awesome people who care about the students want to see them succeed and partner them with some really cool industry projects. So like with Dr. Saad right now, I'm working on a blockchain application for my capstone project with Scotiabank. And that's just something that he went out and got and provided that opportunity to me to project manage and a bunch of different developers. So that's really cool. In terms of alumni, we've got some great alumni. One of the co-founders of BlackBerry is an alumni of the University of Windsor. You got Most his people don't science. realize that. No, right? they don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Navdeep Baines, uh, University of Windsor grad. We love Navdeep. We love if you're Navdeep. listening, we'll, we'll make sure to tweet at him. He's a, big, he's a big advocate of Windsor, and I know the University of Windsor as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at our conference, uh, the Canadian Undergraduate Computer Science Conference, we had George Hammerschmidt, who is uh, principal at Nortec Communications, and I believe their CIO, COO type situation, mm -hmm. working in Washington, D.C., came back completely free to talk to our students and stuck around for our boat cruise. Aislinn and I, when we when yeah. he came, we so at the conference, we had a riverboat cruise, and it was really meant for like the students and people just mingle, get used yeah. to each other. Him and his wife actually joined us for that. Yeah, and they uh, were so nice. And they were so nice. Yeah. Two hour boat cruise just yeah, to talk yeah. to the students completely free. I think if I can yeah. summarize, I think a big part of it is, you know, and I've noticed this just kind of building more relationships with computer science yeah. is it is really like a family, right? Community. There's the yeah. key staff that are all about, you know, Joanna, yeah. about, you know, really embracing um, and, and increasing the student experience and opportunities. And I also, you know, this is a, you know, we're de debunking computer science, but we're also debunking that Windsor's not a tech community. Mm -hmm. And I go back to the amazing programs that exist within the University of Windsor, but we also have a really strong college. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, and in fact, they're almost complementary in a sense where we've got more of the app development, networking security, and now a new mm -hmm. data analytics program at the St. Clair College. So I think it's just, again, where this, um, it's so important to have these conversations. So I want to move on um, to talk a little bit about, you know, if you were to describe computer science to like the non-tech person, whether that's a parent, because I know Nisette is actually applying Woo! for universities right now. <laughs> so part of the timing of this is to get this podcast in front of parents, co-op teachers, um, anyone who doesn't understand what this is. How would you, I'll start with you, Noah, how okay. would you define or articulate computer science to the non-tech person? So to your parents. Mm -hmm. To computer science, to my parents, I would explain it as just a, a realm of opportunities 
And it's a partnership with whatever you're really interested in. So maybe you're not immediately interested in computer science, but you're interested in biology. We've got students who will double major in biology and computer science, do bioinformatics work, and use computer science to cure cancer. That's remarkable. What I see with computer science, if I'm explaining it, it's, it's a way for a student to be connected with their interests, whether it's tech or otherwise, or tech adjacent, and it's a way to make an impact in your community beyond um, the typical way you would think of doing that. So it's not just a guy sitting in a room coding mm -hmm. in the dark all day long by himself. It's collaboration, partnership um, with with other organizations and other departments, industry, academia, great organizations like WeTech really working to build a community of tech. Yeah. And Aislinn, how would you describe it? Because that was a pretty long de description. <laughs> Let's see if Aislinn can shorten it. Um, I think when computer science comes in two parts, it comes in actual science and research and comes in application. Mm -hmm. Some of that application is what Noah's already discussed, but I'll talk a little bit more about the science aspect. It's about what can be done with computers, what can be done with technology, and how we can push technology forward, right? Um, if what you want is some education in pure computer science, you're looking at finding new techniques to to exploit the technology we already have, right? Um, and that sort of deep understanding of how they work. Well, oh, I love that. Um, mm -hmm. And we we talked about the misconceptions, and I mentioned mm -hmm. that in my intro about, um, and I actually, you know, looked at, uh, I Googled a lot of this too, on like, what are the, you know, I actually Googled debunking computer mm -hmm. science just to see, and a lot of it was, I have to be good at math. Mm -hmm. I don't want to sit in a cubicle all day and code all day. Computer science is just for men. It's for geeks, hackers. I need to have studied computer science to break into the tech field. So mm -hmm. what would you, would be your thoughts to those mm -hmm. misconceptions? I think every single day we have a broader and more diverse com community of computer scientists. I think just like all natural sciences, the idea that it is exclusively about how good you are already at things like math. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, this idea that, um, that there's already an established expectation for what a computer scientist mm -hmm. looks like. I think those are all definitely false. It's about learning and growing. Um, it's about learning how to do the math that is mm -hmm. useful for what you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. To Again, application of all those sciences, of all those technologies. Anything to add, yeah. Noah, on these misconceptions? Especially the math one. If you have to be good at math to be good at computer science, they better not give me a degree. I'm terrible <laughs> at math. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not something that I like doing, but especially in the traditional sense of math that we think about in high schools and grade schools where you're here's a question in a textbook that doesn't really relate to what you're doing figure it out um in computer science we're we're using math that applies to what the work that we're doing mm -hmm. and at the university of windsor specifically we've got a lot of great supports for students like myself who were terrible in math i had a 68 in calculus and vectors i begged the teacher to give me a 70 so i could get uh, into the admission program from there, utilize the resources like the free tutoring for all the undergraduate math courses, all mm -hmm. the undergraduate computer science courses to get you through. And then when you're actually applying these things in companies like BlackBerry, Google, um, you're going to be able to see that the math that you do is what you are. You don't even think about it as math. You just think about it as you're doing it yeah. because it's relevant to what you're doing. Yeah. So what would be some of the typical, um, uh, you know, careers that a mm -hmm. someone graduating from computer science well, could you name mm -hmm. maybe a few of them that, again, going back to the breadth of opportunities that exist in this field? Mm -hmm. um, from a career perspective, there's a lot of different options. So we see people stay in academia and they become instructors. Mm -hmm. They become even we've got people who are both high school teachers and university professors do both jobs. 
Um, we've got people who do programming right away, software development. That's what they want, came here to do. That's yep. what they're going to do and after. And we need them. <laughs> and we need them. Um, we've got business analysts, financial analysts, um, people doing a bunch of different really cool work. We've got trainers. So I did a lot training for BlackBerry. That's something that you can do with computer science. Um, and we've got a bunch of different really cool activities that it, it's not even like jobs that are going to be available in 10 years don't even exist yet in computer science. So yeah. there's really an opportunity to make your own career path. We see a lot of entrepreneurs in tech yeah. or we see people who sure. worked at big companies for a chunk of time, maybe 10 years. Mm -hmm. Then they came back and wanted to start their own business using what they learned there and some of those resources. I think that's definitely the over other types of science, the big draw for computer yeah. science is so, so flexible. Yeah, the You're useful in so many different yep. places, in manufacturing, mm -hmm. in agriculture, in research. Mm -hmm. There's a space for you because all of it is based mm -hmm. on technology, right? So that's why I went into business. So because mm -hmm. at the time it was like, it just opened up the doors to everything. And it sounds to me, computer science is very much so like that, where it's not mm -hmm. your, it's one career path. It's basically It's endless. whatever you want to do. You can carve your own path. Like it's really... It's it's flexible to the to the person that is yeah. doing it. And yeah. Nisette, would you agree with us on this? Yes, for sure. Yes. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. We're excited to see we're rooting for a Windsor application. Yeah. <laughs> so I want you to um, to potentially um, share some insight in terms of um, how students can learn more about computer science. So I know there's things like career fairs. Mm -hmm. There are shadow days, which I actually didn't know about. And Nisette actually took part in one of them. So can you guys explain again? Um, some of the how potential students could learn more about computer science. Obviously, listening to this podcast would be one, mm -hmm. but there's obviously many others. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm a student ambassador for the university, so we do a couple of things. Um, we offer one-on-one -on -one tours, so you can come and see the campus and see the mm -hmm. facilities in computer science. Um, we offer academic advising, so if you want to see what your first-year courses will look like and you want to talk to some faculty about that, we can offer that to you for sure. Shadow Days, I highly recommend. Super useful, really nice way to see like and explain what, a shadow day just yeah, so no one you, uh, you just follow a student. Yeah. So I'll, sometimes some of them are more formal. Will you go on a tour first and talk to an advisor and then have lunch and go to a class? Mm -hmm. um, but we do have more, you know, one on one because we have sort of a smaller student population. We're able to set you up with an actual student and go to like a first year mm -hmm. calculus or a first yeah. year algorithms class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. really cool experiences like that. And the uh, you touched on the small student population, mm -hmm. which brings me to having a relationship with not only the instructors and the GAs and TAs, mm -hmm. but the the administration and the faculty. So yeah. the other day, I remember I was walking to set through U Windsor campus. We walked up into the science building, Essex Hall, mm -hmm. next to the new core research center. Um, and we just walked into the hall. I said, I wonder if the dean's in. We walked mm -hmm. by. I, I said his name and he popped out of his office yeah. and he had a discussion with Nisette. Yeah, like what other school can you go to yeah. where you can yeah. walk down the hall and say, Chris Hauser here and the dean pops up. Yeah, that's, that's really one, cool. one real, uh, a big benefit of going on the tours because you often just run into the people yeah. you'll be working and with. There's the tours, yeah. there's shadow days. And I know yeah. both the college university have open houses, which yep. is yes. literally like a full day where students and parents. Um, can basically meet faculty, yeah. see the classrooms, mm -hmm. get to know the university or colleges. Yeah, definitely. And then you touched also on like career fairs and stuff. There'll be events that happen inside of high school. So if you're a high school student, mm -hmm. watch out for those events that'll be happening where we're bringing our stuff to you. Yeah. Right. And I would say sometimes we have recreational events on mm -hmm. campus, like, for example, esports stuff mm -hmm. or what have you, where you can come and you'll end up meeting those people through that also mm -hmm. um, and also have a good time, hopefully. Nisette, as someone who went through a shadow day, did you find it beneficial kind of to better understand what, what your experience was going to be as a potential student? Yes, for sure. So the student I was shadowing, um, he was really helpful by um, explaining 
the process of applying and also um, once you get in, what to do. Um, he showed us around the entire campus pretty much, um, except for the business building. But um, I'm leaning towards yeah, computer science. Yeah, there was a science, conference so. that day, yeah, wasn't there? Was. there? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he also talked about the different classes that we're going to take. Um, we got to sit in on two classes. So there was um, a calculus class for mm-hmm. second year and an organic chem. So um, we kind of got to, um, like, we got to see what a class setting looked like. And Which is so important because I remember going to school and you, you don't even know what you're walking into, right? So having that experience to sit in the classroom and know what it's going to be because it is a big shift from mm-hmm. high school, right? Um, so I want to ask now about, you know, so you're, you're a student in computer science, whether you're post, you know, you're in high school or you're just you know, a more of a mature person who's looking to upskill themselves or go back to school. What advice do you have for them to build their resumes? Yeah, get involved. Um, get involved. There's so many different ways you can get involved. So we've got the developer student clubs, which is powered by Google, Google developers, where we have workshops, we have events, and we have projects that you can work on using these developer technologies. Before you graduate, you can do a project using this really awesome technology that people are hiring for. And you throw that on the resume. You have a GitHub link. You have a description about what that is. You go to these events where we have recruiters at. Just on the 15th, we had BlackBerry come down. They came down from Waterloo. Three recruiters from BlackBerry mm-hmm. came down here for a day, day-long day trip to interact with the students. Completely free. You know, you just show up and you get an opportunity to talk to them, network with them. I have a great, so two students in the Master's of Applied Computing program came to that event. They had put in an application for BlackBerry and the recruiter who was in charge of that was actually at the event. So they nice. talked to her two days later, they had an offer. Um, now they're, they're actually twins and they're going to be going to work at Ottawa uh, in the QNX division in the same role. So I want them to do a little profile on our U Windsor twins um, at the, at that role. But there's a lot of different opportunities to get involved and get connected um, through events that we put on uh, GDG Google developers group does a similar thing where they have got some awesome events. We tech Alliance, our tech connect page at we tech alliance you know well, how nice of you to yeah. refer to that <laughs> thank you workforce windsor essex so for those listening tech connect was a project um powered by um workforce windsor essex yep. and it was all about um we saw that there seemed to have been a gap in the tech community connecting with the tech community and now we have a web page uh, a landing page called tech connect that mm-hmm. really helps you c- to connect to news, local events, local organizations, tech scholarships, um, and again, everything that's tech, um, including women in tech. So, mm-hmm. Aislinn, do you have any you know, advice in terms of resume, resume building for either future or existing computer science students? Yeah. And is that pay attention to this because these are going to be things <laughs> you're going to need to do. Yeah. I think what Noah said is, is basically the core of it is getting involved. Some of that is more in more of the sort of like project side of things mm-hmm. like he was discussing. Um, par- the reason I have the role I do right now in research is just being able to like go to seminars and see what PhD students are presenting and talking to professors and just sort of being present. And when projects came up that I was interested in, I was there to take advantage of that. I would definitely do that. All of those things look great on your resume. I would also say that a big part of being in the tech community is personal projects. A lot of people love technology. That's why they get involved in the first place. So I'd say if you have a cool idea, just start working on Mm -hmm. it. You know, if you want to start developing your own app, Or if you want to start building your own sort of new prototype, like some sort of technology, I would say, like, find the people who can help you do that. Maybe that's the DSC 
or WeTech, or maybe that's a faculty member, um, and just start building on that. And that looks great on your resume also. It shows that initiative. We're going to hold that thought because I want to talk about Google coming onto campus. But I recently sat into an event put on by the Women in Cybersecurity, and Mm -hmm. they brought Mm -hmm. down, I believe, Andrea Stapley from Sun Life. And what I loved about what she said is that they recruit tech workers at hackathons. And I think about, you know, as we do, we're going to be doing a lot more in Mm -hmm. the coming year and then some. Um, again, something that I think people think, oh, it's just a hackathon by, but being there and then putting on that resume or participating in, you know, code to win, Mm -hmm. these are all things you can put on your resume. And I think a lot of employers are looking at those events and looking for that experience. Would you agree? Yes. Uh, When when a recruiter is getting, uh, thousands of resumes, because especially when I think about Blackberry Mm -hmm. and we hire 150 to 250 Mm -hmm. students a semester, when we're getting all these resumes, they look, they start to look the same. So if a student's got something that really differentiates themselves by participated in a hackathon and created this application, that's a huge differentiator versus other people. And it stands out. It's something that you notice right away. And that's what leads to some of these roles. And that's what Andrea said. She said, you know, the resume is for your technical piece. Yeah. But she says she hires on 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 the personal skills during the yeah. interview process. Yeah. Right. So um, I think by attending a lot of these things, you do build those soft skills. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, Aislinn, you were going to say something? Yeah, I just I just wanted to touch on that yeah. too. Like having those soft skills, yeah. being able to communicate with people is major. Um, again, this was goes back to what you said earlier, like not just sitting in your room and coding. Yes. I mean, you can be fantastic. You could be the best programmer on earth. But if you can't talk to people, then you can't solve any of their problems anyway. No, I, I, and I, I, and I commend both of you because you are both leaders. Um, we see your faces everywhere. But I want to talk. I want to, we've got a few last questions before we wrap up. But Google is now on campus, which mm-hmm. is really exciting. And I know this is something that both of you have helped spearhead. So tell me more about what it means and what is this whole Google on campus mm-hmm. now? So we're seeing Google take a really big interest in what's going on with our campus by um, working with Don Ward, who is the leader of the Google Developers Group based in Windsor. He's also in charge of the one in Detroit and maybe even Ann Arbor. He's very busy. Um, so there's no, he doesn't, seeing, sleep, no, he doesn't <laughs> sleep. None of us do. Um, <laughs> he's very busy and he's, he's creating a lot of opportunities for, for students to get involved with really great events and programming. And at the DSC level, I mean, when Kyle Paul was here, so people who don't know Kyle Paul, North American lead for developer ecosystems for Google. He came to our campus yep. at the invitation of WeTech um, early October. And he was talking about how the University of Windsor is one of only 23 of the first cohort of North American DSC programs. I think that's huge. Before we even looked at all the schools in the States, they looked at Canada mm-hmm. and then they looked at 23 schools in Canada. University of Windsor was one of them in that first cohort. They even invited me to go up to Toronto to talk about the Canadian undergraduate computer science mm-hmm. conference that we put on because they're taking an interest in what we're doing. They're seeing that we're encouraging tech talent we're, we're diversifying our own local economy with different mm-hmm. tech avenues. And I think they're taking huge interest in that. Everybody from Google who comes down at uh, Tech Week, yeah. uh, Casey Lynn, I think her name was, right, mm-hmm. from, from Google uh, in the marketing side is talking about the work we're doing in Windsor um, with the Windsor Star and advertising, even using Google products for that. So we're, we're really seeing big companies like Google, BlackBerry, Quicken Loans take an interest in the region, in the talent that we have to offer and the community that we have to offer. And a lot of this, I always go back to recognizing it takes leaders to bring those organizations oh, yeah. here, whether it's municipal leaders, whether it's academic leaders or yourselves as student leaders. Right. And and just as we heard Kyle Paul talk, he was he grew up in Kansas, not a very, you know, 
um, back when he was there, uh, you know, it would con- be considered a, a tech community. Now mm-hmm. it is like, because I work with the Kansas Tech Council, but he basically created his job. Google yeah. sought him out because he did such a great job with the Google's developers group there. So, um, Aislinn, anything to add to that? Uh, yeah, I think it's about supporting those community projects mm-hmm. and seeing what students can come up with, right? I think, just like I said earlier, you know, if you have a lot of people who are in computer science are really passionate about tech and they have good ideas. And I think what Google wants to do is help cultivate those ideas and encourage people to get better um, and, and to work on those side projects and have the support that they need, right? Mm-hmm. And anyone listening, students or anyone wants to get involved in Google, where would they go to mm-hmm. get involved? Whether to it's Noah, the to Noah. <laughs> yeah. so follow Noah. Noah's on Twitter. He's on LinkedIn. He is active. And there is a, the DSC has a website. Yes. Correct? So you And if, and if you're listening and you're not a student, there also is the developers group, which yeah, is also yeah for yeah. students as well as professionals. Yeah. So I want to direct this question to Aislinn because as I mentioned before, computer science tends to equal men, right? Mm. Um, and what's being done about diversifying the computer science field? Because I know you're specifically involved with a project to do that. What is that? Yeah, uh, it's called Diversify Computer Science. Just keeping it simple. Um, the idea is to... Uh, collect a list of professionals in computer science that's researchers faculty and industry professionals who are um, from underrepresented groups that could be women that could be people from the lgbt community indigenous people Uh, the idea is to make them visible and available as much as possible Mm -hmm. Um, i know that when we were again planning our conference it was so so hard to even begin to find people to reach out to Mm -hmm. who didn't um who were from those underrepresented groups and I, I just wanted to give them the opportunity to sort of shout themselves out mm-hmm. and sort of collect with their peers. So it's just going to be a database. We're still working on it now. Um, we're working with the DSC. They've helped us get some some really great resources together to make it possible. Um, and so hopefully by the end of um, the, uh, the winter semester, we'll have that database set up and you'll be able to go and look for professionals in the particular field that you're interested in who come from those groups. And part of the Canada Scoring Tech Talent Research Report that just came out through, again, CBRE, um, the tech diversity in Windsor is actually 71% male and 29% female, which actually, if you look at a lot of the other big cities, is actually um, a, a very good um, yeah. good number. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we still have to move the dial. Of course. But yeah. it's it's definitely, I know there's things happening on campus, definitely. like the Women yeah, in Cybersecurity Initiative yeah. as well. So, yeah. um, okay. If you could recruit any tech employer to this community, who would it be? Mm, It's going to be one of our last questions. And does that feel free to chime in? I want IBM. Just because I'm working on their quantum computer and I would just love to be able to go over there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So one vote for IBM. No, who would you be? Who would Ooh, you, say? you can't put me on the spot like that because I want everybody to come. But yeah. what I really want to see, rather than one big company buying in, we're seeing Quicken Loans buy in, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Wonderful. But I want to see a lot of companies buy mm-hmm. in. If I think about Communitech and I think about their innovation center, I walk down the hall down there and I see BlackBerry. I see LCBO has innovation space. Yeah. I see Sonova. I see Manulife. I see Google. Um, desire to learn. All these different companies working together in a collaborative space, that's what Windsor needs to be a tech hub. Um, And not tech hub. I don't even like the word tech hub. I want to see tech corridor because it's really a collaboration with the other great cities that have a lot of tech resources where we can share those resources, share that talent. And, and create a pipeline of, of tech excellence. We, we were talking about, you know, the the brand of the city, and we, we actually liked uh, something that came out of a oh, recent yeah. think tank, the Connected City. 
which mm-hmm. is interesting because it's truly, a, I think it's a really good good name. Nisette, any any thoughts on a, an employer you'd like to see here from the tech world? Um, honestly, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. No, it's a tough one. And <laughs> yeah, I, I agree sure. with Noah, right? Imagine if we, you know, we've got some amazing tech companies mm-hmm. here that have a lot of potential to scale. So, Well, that's what it um, is too, right? So yep. these bigger companies yep. can help our local companies yep. scale as well and improve. Okay, last question. Um, I participated um, mm-hmm. in the Tech Elevate conference this year, and I love the question. I mean, the theme actually was moonshot with the anniversary of the landing on the moon. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, what is your, you know, beyond 2020 moonshot idea for the YQG tech community? Mm-hmm. Noah, start. Okay. Well, Stop. I kind of already alluded to it, <laughs> but I want to see an, inno- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> an innovation space in Windsor. Um, and I think the University of Windsor is primed to, primed to host that. Um, because we've got the connections with these big companies. We've got the connections with St. Clair. What I like about what we do with St. Clair is we've got degree completion programs. So a student goes to St. Clair and does their diploma. Then they come to us, finish their degree. And by the time they're done in about five, six mm-hmm. years, they have a diploma from St. Clair, which gives them really hands-on experiential learning and some of the theoretical concepts that they need to do whatever they want to do in computer science um, from the university. So I think University of Windsor primed to host uh, innovation space, innovation center, similar to what we see with Commutatech, where you have different companies working together with students in academia to create really excellent solutions right. to community innovation problems. Innovation center. Yep. Aislinn. I want to see um, parts of the city transform to sort of be conducive to that, to like, I think to pair well with that innovation space, to have um, communities of tech people mm-hmm. all sort of centrally located. I'd love to see the downtown core sort of brought up. Um, and we were talking to Don Ward the other day. He made a really good point to just have like some meeting space where people can sort of yeah. run into each other. Community right? space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think having an, uh, an innovation space sort of centrally located is a big part of that. And this said any ideas or no? No. It's a tough question. I get it. I get it. You're, you're just getting into this whole tech community. So Noah, Aislinn, Nisette, I want to thank you very much for joining thank us you. here on Tech in the City. For those of you listening, thank you for listening. And I'm happy to share that Tech in the City podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So we will see you soon for another edition of Tech in the City.